What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. It seems like with Harris Teeter, like it's everybody's first time in a grocery store. Oh, when the, you're there. the customers you're talking about. Yeah, the customers, the customers, because everybody is like looking up and down. They're like, whoa, look <laughs> at this place. Look what it sells. <laughs> Never seen a grocery store and then, before. And then they're like, they, they're like, wow, this cart is pretty impressive. You know, yeah, four wheels, this giant basket. <laughs> and then. Uh, and then my favorite thing is, so this was a very quick trip. I went straight to the snack aisle and the cookie aisle. That was all I needed to yeah. go to. And That's the best aisle. for some reason, both aisles were, both aisles had people where they put their cart in the middle of the aisle. Oh, the worst. And then they'd be down, like, at the end of the aisle, like, grabbing boxes and something like that. Like, yeah. they expect the cart to be like, oh, you're up there. Let me just zoom up there with you. <laughs> and then when I got to the self-checkout aisle, which is usually the quickest. I love self-checkout. It's usually the quickest spot. There's this old woman, and all she had in her shopping cart were two watermelons. <laughs> and she kept looking around. And, ah, you have to type it in. And, honestly. uh. No, she wasn't even at the checkout yet. She was waiting because the checkout had four registers open. Yep. They were all taken. So it was her, and these two girls behind her, and then me. And I, I immediately go, this is, this is going to get weird. Because I was like, she's just giving me a weird vibe. She's looking around. She's got her two watermelons. I don't know what she's doing with them. And then uh, one of the cash registers opens up, and she's still looking around. And the two girls in front of me, they're kind of young. They're just kind of like staying there like, Come on, lady. And then she's like, go ahead of me. And they're like, great. Okay. Awesome. So they went ahead. So it was, the, it was the old woman, the two young girls. And, and then you. me. And then the two young girls are now out of the picture. They went and found a register. Now it's just me, Melon Lady. Are you, and, okay. and I'm waiting there, and another register opens up. And I'm like, is she going to let me go, or is she going to go? Like, why is she letting them go in the first place? I don't know. Yeah. It's just her and her melons. And uh, <laughs> and she's looking around, looking around, and then I have to be the one to kind of be like, "Are you going?" And she was like, "No, go ahead of me." It's like, lady, if you're not ready to be in the line, don't be in the line. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's yeah. forcing you to be in the line. Go back, go yeah, wait yeah. in the aisle. Yeah, if you're too scared, go wait in the aisle. You don't have to get into line until you're ready to get into line. Yep. So I was weirded out. 
Of course, the machine never works. It's always like chip malfunction, and then I was, yeah, you had problems with that. I always, I always think it's easy. I don't know. My chips are never working or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Oh, and then it's like okay with your credit card thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And then like the bags are all like stuck together with super glue, and you have to kind of rip them apart to get the plastic bag out. Yeah, yeah. And I accidentally take like seven, and I left them all on the floor. And then uh, I grabbed it, just stuffed both all these bags in there, and got the hell out. And that complex is a little busy over there. Yeah, it's a little busy. But, but I, lo- I love the self check out in the, in the fact that when you swipe the thing or swipe whatever you have yeah and then you want to you know keep swiping or whatever the problem is it won't sw- scan another item because yeah. it's like put it in yeah it bag. gets pretty pissy with you it'll yeah. be like excuse me mother effer <laughs> uh it feels like you put an extra item in that bag i can i feel it right now i'm a giant scale <laughs> i know what you're doing there sir yeah no it's always like put the item in the bag and then it's like uh, it, it says like those those couple phrases where you're like, all right, man, relax. Like this is complicated. And then the helper comes. Oh, can I help you with anything? It's like, no. The whole point is that I don't need you. <laughs> like the machine replaced I'm at you. Self checkout, sir. Yeah. So get away from me. But we got our snacks go, go help here, melon lady. That we get to try. I'll, I'll I'll let the listeners know uh, what they are. So first one will Go be Snyder's of Hanover pretzel pieces. These are not pretzel bites. These are pretzel pieces. It says they're bursting with flavor. These are the hot buffalo wing pretzel piece, pieces. And then we're also going to try some fudge-covered Oreos. It says new yeah. next to oh, these. New. I don't know. Where's the, where's the box? It says new. I don't know how what that means. Uh, that could be five years. Um, <laughs> good. But... They said that they're new. So let's try the pretzels well, first. First, first off, first off think? I think that, uh, well, obviously, I, th- I think we should save this for, for, for while we're talking during the... Like, okay, that's right, fine. Right, right before, that's fine. Obviously, it's, we know yeah. this is going to be a truncated episode with pretty much just Nats talk and then a Wizards sure, update. Sure, sure. And this is going to be the highlight. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah, exactly. Okay, understandable, understandable. So, so we can talk... So we're just going to stare at it. Yeah, for a second. <laughs> cool, uh, cool. Because first, I want to hear about your concert experience. And oh, then I wanna, right, right, and right. I want to tell you what my experience sure, was. Sure, we got a lot um, to talk about. The same Non-sports. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right, so, that's fine. Uh, so let's, let's talk about that real quick. We'll enter sure. in the show, and then we'll try. That works for me. Ended with the sports. Stuff. That works for with me. Yeah. So we I uh, we headed down to Jiffy Lube Live down in Bristow, the Livester, on Thursday uh, in a monsoon. I mean, it was yeah. it was some heavy duty stuff. You know, it's it's getting weird when you're driving. Um, and you're driving into the storm. Like, it's very black in front of you. Yeah. You see the lightning in front of you. You're like, that's where we're going. And, that, and then uh, we made it. it. took forever. It took like an hour and a half on a Thursday. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then we're sitting in the parking lot, and, the, and Jiffy Lube Live like, posts a Facebook thing being like, we'll update you every 15 minutes on the status of this concert. Yeah. Now, I shelled out for the premier parking for Jiffy, Jiffy Lube Live because I was uh-huh. like, I don't want to mess around with the commoners. I want to yeah. be in. I want to be out. You don't want to be stepping in mud. The way J- exactly, because the way Jiffy Lube Live does it, there's three parking lots. There's VIP, there's Premier, and then there's General. Now, I know I'm not General, yeah. and I'm definitely not VIP. <laughs> I, feel, I fit right in the middle there with Premier. <laughs> and uh, we parked there, and, uh, and then, you know, went in, had a couple beers. A show was on. And then the, but the crazy thing was, yeah, Lil Wayne... So the concert was Lil Wayne and Blink-182. Yeah. It's almost like um, they had, like, two, like, jars of pieces of papers. One had rappers on it. One had bands on it. And they were ruffling around. And then those were the two names yeah. that came up. And they well, put them so together. I heard it was really weird that Lil Wayne was, was opening for Blink-182. It was weird. Because he was exactly. I mean, at his pinnacle Yeah, like he height, could have that, his own concert. They know, could have their own the concert. Late, the late 2000s, yeah. he was, like, on top of the world. 
And yeah, like, I mean, he he puts a a little billboard. I think it was in New Orleans or something like that about his about his new uh, album or something like that or yeah. single. Like what was it, a couple of years ago or something like that, and then it just exploded all over the internet. Yeah, he could easily have hosted his own and Blink One Eighty Two. Obviously, he could have hosted their own. But for some reason, they decided, let's put these two guys together. It'd be a money grab. We could bring out both type of crowds. Well, yeah. And that, but the thing was, is I'd say the crowd was probably 70% Blink-182 fans, yeah. 30% Wheezy uh, fans there. Wheezy, that's what the kids call them. Yep. And then, uh, so we had... Uh, oh, a little Tucci. So, yeah, a little Tucci. You're right. You're right. So, pro tip, if you ever go to Jiffy Lube Live, you buy whatever ticket you buy. And then on the day of the show, you got to go into the app the Live Nation app, okay. and you can look for seat upgrades. Oh. And... Uh, you have to pay for those? You have to pay, but it's not like... Uh, it's it's like I paid 20 bucks, and I went from section 301 to section 101, third row, for 20 bucks total. Not 20 per ticket. 20 wow. bucks total on top of whatever I paid for the first Interesting. tickets. Interesting. So because what happens with those shows is the giant venue, there's going to be open seats, and they don't let it, those seats go to the third-party market. They sell them directly to you, and all you have to do is upgrade your seat. Wow. So you get in with your regular ticket, and then you go to that row. You show the seller, hey, I've got – so show the – Whatever the, the, world the worker is, and you're like, hey, I got this seat. And they're like, all right, great. Oh, the right. other great thing at Jiffy Lube Live is they did in-seating food ordering. And it wasn't wow. even, like, more expensive. Were you an actual seat? Yeah, 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 in okay. a seat. Well, they had a small pit, like, a small pit, and then everything else was seats. Um, so you could actually just, like, back. sit and, like, watch the... Thing. Yeah, but people all stand up okay. during the performances. No, <laughs> I've been to a concert. I'm not a hundred years old, <laughs> but yeah, no, there was like a, s- a small area that people that was standing room only, and the rest were seats. So we were like third row in the s- in the seats, not third row from the stage, third row yeah. in this like second section back or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you could order food to your seat. And you did that, I'm sure. I'm sure. I did that. So when my first round of food, because I can't just get one round of food. First yeah. round was I got. They had California Pizza Kitchen, which was interesting. Okay. And there were two slices of cheese California Pizza Kitchen. Not bad. I got that and a beer. And then uh, how and was then, that? It was pretty good. I will say, like the the pizza was not bad. Okay. I, I was I was thinking like oh, I don't know why I'm getting pizza, but I just didn't want chicken tenders at the time. I didn't want a hot dog or yeah. burger. They have the Impossible Burger there, the one that's like veggie based. I was like, I'm definitely uh, not getting yeah, that. Put that right in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, not growing it all. But that was the first round of food ordering. That's where I actually walked to it, and then I found on the app the in seat thing, and I was like, you know what? I'm still a little hungry. Ordered in seat some chicken tenders. Got my brother and nachos. Wow. Uh, it was and, just like, you and him. Yeah, just me and him. And uh, so the seat ordering thing was pretty sick. The lady comes up, delivers a seat. She's like, oh, by the way, thank you for doing the in-seat ordering. All the proceeds are going to some cheerleading camp. And I was like, that's exactly why I got it. I'm a big <laughs> fan of cheerleaders. Yeah. She's like, well, these are like 12-year-old cheerleaders. Yeah. Uh, Out in Wyoming. And like, uh, but in-seat, so I didn't even have to leave my freaking seat. That's legit. But yeah, Lil Wayne, the whole point of this is Lil Wayne went up. <laughs> um, I always get sidetracked by food. He did four songs. And it was yeah. kind of a weird vibe. You could tell he was high as hell. I, I saw a brief video. It was like, yeah. a, like a thirty second video. And he was he you could tell he was high because like at one point he introduced you know how bands or rappers will introduce like all the people that are with them, like yeah. hey, you know, shout out to my DJ, shout out to this guy. So he did that and then he did it again. Like he shouted out the same people, and I was like, "This guy's high as hell." <laughs> and then, uh, then he, and then he finished up a song, and he's like, "You know what? You know, like, uh, and you can find the video online. I'm paraphrasing, but he was something like, you know, uh, 
I'm not used to playing crowds like this. This isn't really my vibe. Yeah. Uh, this is probably my last show on the tour. And then walks off the stage That's after insane. 15 minutes. That's and we're all, and in the moment, we're all just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And uh, it was wild. And then, it, then the next morning, it was news. Like, I was on Twitter. I was everywhere. And, like, every news media outlet was reporting about oh, yeah. this. I heard it, yeah. Barstool wrote me. an article on it. I commented on it. My, com- my comment was the highest comment on it. It was like, because uh, with Barstool articles, they're likes, like on, on, uh, on the actual blog itself, or upvote or downvote. My, my comment, because I like, said my experience, my comment upvoted for like 200-something upvotes. It was the top comment. Right. I was like, yeah, now oh, only geez. it was Trent that wrote it. Nobody reads Trent blogs. But still, I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> um, what was your comment again? It was just like, because no, he wrote about the thing, and I was just like, yeah, we were there. Because uh, cause some people were thinking that Lil Wayne was uh, crapping on the size of the crowd. And I was like, look, there was a giant storm the night, the, that yeah. day. That's why a lot of people oh, didn't I th- show up. I think up. I remember seeing it, yeah. And the lawn was closed and stuff like that there. So, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was wild, man. I had never... It was weird to witness something in person that ended up being news. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. And, and I, I remember uh, seeing the one video. Well, I only saw one video of it, and it was of him saying, well, just give it up for Blink-182 and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It was weird, man. I, 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 <laughs> there was one time I got, I got grounded by my parents one time, uh, and I was going to – because I was going to a, uh, a Little Wayne concert with my, nice. with my buddies. And this was back in like two like, – right after graduation of high school. And I was going to go to the concert and stuff like that. And uh, long story short, I ended up getting grounded for something. And, and they were like, no concert for you. And I already paid for it. So, so my buddy was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to try to sell your tickets so I can get you some money back. Yeah. And, of course, he didn't sell it. Of and I not. lost like 45 bucks. I was so, oh, oh, I was so salty. But um, it, was, it was pretty crazy. But going along with that, yeah. uh, I, I texted you saying that. I'm going to say it on the show. I actually had an experience exactly like that mm-hmm. uh, where it wasn't a situation where, you know, you have an opener and all that kind of stuff. Which is still weird to see little Wayne be an opener yeah, for something. That was it was weird. It um, was weird. But so when I was in college, my freshman year, I was going to visit my buddy um, and, and at Radford at the time. And uh, basically, when we went there, it was a Flowrider concert. Flowrider. And this nice. is right when Apple Bottom Jeans and all that stuff came out um, and whatnot. Uh, I think it's. I think the, is the song "Get Low" or is it "Low" or Yeah, I think so it's I forgot what the exact yeah, title is. Something but like that. Everyone rem- remembers Apple Bottom. Yeah, Jeans everybody knows that song. So. This is, this is right when he was coming out, like, on fire and stuff like that. This is probably maybe, uh, I would probably say four to six months after he came out with that song. So he right, was, like, right. on yeah, top of yeah. the world at, at that point. He was big. Yeah, so, and Radford at the time, like, they've gotten, I mean, not, no shots at Radford, but they, at, the, at the time, they, they were booking some high product. Oh, yeah. No, they, sure. they, got, they got Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. They got, they got Flowrider. They got, they got, they're getting some, I mean, their SGA or whatever, student government body or whatever the heck their thing is called. Uh, it used to be legit. Now it's kind of gone downhill since I uh, left and everything like that. But <laughs> Direct correlation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was going there, and we, we, were, you know, we, we were hanging out at my buddy's place, and um, basically when we uh, said, okay, let's go. So we all got there, and, the, and there was no storm or anything. Yeah. So we all got there, and there's probably the pro- bad thing. Well, there's probably like, you know, like 300 people there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he, 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 he literally sang probably a song and a half, two songs, and yeah. then just basically said, F F this and he he left. Wow. He just left. Wow. And all Flo Rida and we were feeling we, it. We were all sitting there and it's more of the story, but I'll yeah, tell yeah. you later up there because it's not really yeah. safe for work. Um but 
It was pretty funny, though, because of the sole fact that he literally was on stage for maybe 15 minutes. Wow. Like, literally. He, like, coming all the way to Radford, Virginia. Yeah. And you said, uh, screw this. And he wow. just got off stage. Flo Rida, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember I, ap- I dropped Abby off at a, a, when Ludacris came to Mason once. And I didn't go to the show, but she and a friend went, and I drove them um, and dropped them off at the at the campus, uh, at the concert place. Mm-hmm. And, like, she had told me that Ludacris is performed probably it was probably a similar deal like there was probably 300 people there. like yeah. there was nobody there they were able to get all the way to the front and stuff yeah, like exactly. that uh it's crazy though oh yeah I, but I mean if you're if you're if you're that artist in that situation i know it sucks but like and you're still getting you're, you're getting paid so yeah, just like finish the set because exactly. if you don't do the whole set yeah you, you break in contract yeah and that's the funny thing too is that i mean it was you have to think about it. you're at a college and you, you yeah. just came out with a song it's not like you're like you know yeah. at, at that time little wayne and it might have been like the class. middle of the week or something yeah. too well, uh, I think it might have been like a Thursday. I forgot yeah, exactly yeah, where yeah. it was. Still. But it was, yeah, exactly. It was just weird because of the sole fact that we sat there and he was done. And we were just like, oh, I guess, guess we're leaving. You know, I, guess <laughs> we're, I guess we're done with the night. And then it also happened one time. Uh, so you guys were out by like 745. <laughs> yeah, it was like the concert started like 730. We yeah. were done. Um, and there was another thing at Radford where it was, it was my senior year and they booked, you, remember, you know, ASAP Rocky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, so at that time, that was when ASAP Rocky came out with, uh, was it, it was gold something, right? Yeah, all gold, everything or something like that, and uh, I forgot exactly what his, his main sure. thing was, and he he didn't even show up. Oh my like god! Like that, he must have sold like about you know three four hundred tickets something like that because it's college yeah. town. No one wants to you know say oh let me just, you know pay you know forty five bucks for a concert, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's it's the convenience of it. that's the difference. So literally, he didn't even show up, and and pe- I didn't buy any tickets because I was like I don't I could care less about except oh Rocky. I'm sure people but, were furious like because I because I, I had friends that were going to it, and yeah. all of a sudden like they're all like pre gaming having a good time stuff like that and all of a sudden like they go to like the venue and they're just like uh, he, hey, he's not here oh my god <laughs> like, and he just didn't show up and then later later they said that he just he just can't or I think it was like a, maybe a, a day or two later they said he canceled his whole entire college tour or something like that Jeez. and it's like oh well you should have told our school ASAP you know, before everyone Come got on, man. ready for it that he, was he wasn't crazy. there ASAP he was there yeah. not s- soon as possible yeah that, my, my ASAP my, my, oh yeah, I, sorry. I, I was thinking of my next statement. Yeah, um, yeah smooth. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there it is. Uh, nice Sunday for you. That's it, why it, I'm here. It's a little, we're a little out of touch because we, we haven't done a, done a Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. And then I, I went to a. I think it was Josh Groban. You know who Josh Groban yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, I know Josh. Or was it, it was a Josh Grayson? One of the, I get always get it mixed up. Groban's probably the more famous one. I don't know about Josh Grayson. You know who Josh Grayson is <laughs> no. Maybe it's Josh Grayson. And I went to a concert my freshman year for Josh Grayson. And he was like like he like walked through the crowd. I didn't even know he was behind me. He, like, touched me on the shoulder and said, hey, yeah. buddy. There you go, like, buddy. Yeah. While he was, like, in the middle yeah. of the song. Yeah, he was singing to and you. Because everyone was looking for him, and I was just, like, hanging out. Uh, it's Josh Grayson. I, I, was, I thought all, this was a Josh Groban concert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have been the wrong one. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, it was, it was great. But he, he touched me on the shoulder. I was like, who, yeah. I was like, who the, who's touching me? Sounds like a magical moment for you. No, I, did, I, you I, did you feel something? No. I, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Trust me. Nope. No, some no. Feeling? Did he stir up some feelings? No, no, no butterflies came out that night. Yeah, oh man! Maybe next time, yeah, <laughs> maybe next time. Face Rocky had been there. Yeah, Face yeah, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, he all gold, everything. <laughs> um, but anyways, this is the DC crossover. We cross over all four major sports teams in the Washington DC market. Obviously, not a lot of content to come on this episode today. But as Ben preluded to before, we're gonna 
go with a lot of food and snack topics today. For sure. Uh, obviously, it's not really a topic. It's more so just a just uh, us eating. eating. Yeah. <laughs> us eating in front of microphones. Yep, exactly. But yeah, so, with um, summertime, or with, as, as you guys know. Uh, it's you the know, downtime, it's especially be, just after the All-Star break. Exactly. It's going to be lighter. I mean, there's only baseball's the only sport that's in season right now. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into some topics here and there. And then just, just a reminder, when fall hits and winter hits, it's going to be jam-packed. I mean, we're going to have yeah. uh, three sports to talk about, maybe four if the Nats make the playoffs. I mean, we could have a lot to talk about here in the next few months. But for now, it's food and baseball pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes around near training camp, we'll probably have our next live event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything of that nature. So definitely stay tuned for that. But definitely stay tuned to DCCrossover.com and also at the DC Crossover on Twitter. And also my, my Twitter as well, at Cerrone16 as well, uh, for all the news and notes for that. But again, this is the DC Crossover episode number 37, I believe. I don't understand why I keep forgetting which one it is. It's just one after. Just it's just, once it's a just, week. It's basic math. Uh, but anyways, I think it's episode 37. We're going to go with that one. Let's start the episode right now. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello, welcome to the DC Crossover with Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Ben, sitting across from me. You know, we preluded to it just a little while ago. And, staring uh, at him. Yep, yeah, I can tell you have been. Again, this is the DC Crossover, I guess you could say, food podcast uh, for this episode. We will talk about the Nats a little bit later, uh, but overall, this is the DC Crossover. where We cross over all four major sports teams in the Washington, D.C. market, as long as they are in season or as they have some breaking news. And obviously, right now, just after the All-Star break, the Nats almost swept the Phillies, which we will get to a little bit later. Uh, but obviously, not a lot of news going around. Uh, we'll get to a Darius Geis little issue a little bit later in the show. But first and foremost, uh, the bulk of this show is going to be these two snack tastings. Obviously, one is by Snyder's. What's the Snyder's of Hanover? Snyder, oh, of Hanover. Of Hanover. Hanover. Yeah. Okay. By the way, no grams of sugar in these. Wow. So they're healthy. <laughs> well, well, it's, uh, There's uh, a lot uh, of grams of sugar in these. <laughs> Seventeen. So yeah, it's a little. Different. You're going to be taking those home. Thirty-four uh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Of your daily <laughs> value there. Remind the folks at home <laughs> what we grade our grading scale. So our grading scale. I, I don't remember what the grading scale is. Um, yeah. So because gr- I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> our grading scale is well. It's kind of hard. We can't really grade it on uh, presentation. Oh, maybe we can. Yeah. Um, okay. So because uh, I guess presentation is how when you grab it and put it on your little sure, uh, sure. plate of napkin and price yeah. and stuff like so, that. Okay. So. Obviously, we go uh, we go um, uh, zero through five. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, ten that's way too many numbers. Like yeah, that. yeah. Again, we can do decimal points and stuff like that. That's that's what we want to do. So we do price, presentation, mm-hmm. and actual taste. Yeah. So we got three deals here. So obviously, we got price because that's the first and foremost thing mm-hmm. that you do to get the food. Actually, yeah. And you do presentation. How it obviously in this case the, the treats that we got here, how they come out of the box or how they come out of the of the bag itself. And then, obviously, we taste them and we review them. So yeah. um, we're looking. Obviously, Ben has a lot of things going on. 
uh, with his house and everything of that nature. So what we're going to look at possibly later in the future is maybe a snack podcast as a separate little uh, thing. But obviously, we can do that at any time because there's sna- there's no snack shortage in the world yeah, ever. Our show is a snack podcast. Exactly. So first off, Ben, we got Snyder's of Hanover. Obviously, you got to say the Hanover part. Yeah. And that is, uh, let's see. Let me read that back. Yeah, real quick. go ahead and read that. So the pretzel pieces, they say they're bursting with flavor, apparently. They're hot buffalo wing. Um, and uh, obviously not a lot of cows and stuff like that. The bag isn't really too appetizing to me. I think they should definitely work on their advertising because it's like a, they have like a big chili there and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of odd to see a chili when you say hot buffalo wing. Uh, but overall, it's like it's not it's not a bad uh, you know looking thing. But when you pour it out, Ben, obviously it's a little <laughs> bit different story. But let's yeah. let's talk about first off price. So price. You, so price. You, you raised the Harris Teeter. So retail uh, on this is about retail. three. Right, right. <laughs> so Walmart, you can get these for two ninety eight. Uh, where uh, Harris Teeter was more of a three forty nine situation. Uh. So this was closer to three dollars and fifty cents. Uh, actually, three eighty nine. It says so right here on the top. Yeah. Um, well, you can find them. Uh, so even lower, more expensive. You can find them at lower lower costs. Yeah, saying. you can get them at lower costs. And I will say, I would not pay more than five dollars for this amount of food. So this is kind of towing that line there, close to four dollars. Yeah. Um, but it seems pretty hefty. I will say. I mean, there, it seems no, like a, there's a lot in here. Oh no, it's, there's definitely a, a yeah. good you know two or three handfuls in there. Oh, it smells great. <laughs> yeah. I gotta give two or three sniff. two or three hundred. But you're right. Handfuls. When it comes to presentation. So, oh wait, so price. for price yeah. for grade, uh, I'll give it a... I'll, We're a little rusty on our favorite. I'll give it a three and a half on price. Three and a half, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a three mainly because of the sole fact that a lot of these these type of snacks of it that you find in these bags and different mm-hmm. stuff of that nature, and even these Oreos that we have too, Yeah, uh, you can find them at Harris Teeter. I mean, I don't know about Walmart because I don't go to Walmart that often, but at Harris Teeter, if you find the deal, like that's why I like to go, whenever I go to Harris Teeter, I always like, go down the snack mm-hmm. aisle, chip aisle, whatever, see if they have a, a crazy deal. Like for, for, yeah. for the 4th of July week, the, the Doritos, the Flamin' Hot ones that we yeah. love so much, which obviously we're going to have a Dorito snack tasting uh, one day in, in the next few episodes. The snack aisle had the Doritos for the 4th of July thing. Buy one, get one free. Yeah, and I saw the aisle the, where yeah. they would be because right now they have Cheetos and cheese exactly. puffs. Yep. Uh, and that's, and that's, the, that's, that's the best spot. I've seen because I've seen two for seven or two for five. Yeah. I've seen two for seven. Two as, for as seven was today. And then uh, I've seen buy one, get one free, which yeah. is basically four fifty or something like $4, something like that, gotcha. which is which is unbelievable. So you got to find those deals. you got to go and search for them. So this, obviously, I'm going to say three because you can probably mm-hmm. find a better deal for it. Uh, but overall, it's, it's it's not terrible. Yeah, presentation. I mean, they try to. They went with a little on the branding pieces. Is is obviously uh, designed a little weird. Yeah, I guess. Like you said, they have got all this pepper and stuff to try to scare you. Exactly. Um, that it's going to be. So but it's like it's spicy. a hot, hot buffalo. It just looks like, like a bunch of pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, and that gets into like when you actually dump it out of the bag. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is indeed pretzel pieces. I mean, it's exactly what it says. It's literally, there's no two pieces that are the same. It lit- I don't know how they it looks get like the... A, it looks like a pretzel that they put in a freezer, took, you know, took it out, and uh, just smashed it with a hammer. Something like that. I mean, it looks <laughs> like they're, this is something that like we did, or something not yeah. that they did. Um, but this is how they're set up. They've got the little coating of... Uh, yeah. the, the buffalo wing. Yeah, I moved stuff it. Like and it's, it's on the paper towel. It has like a like a like a. Oh yeah, they're uh, definitely covered. They're definitely covered. <laughs> yeah. in something. Now, so presentation Less wise, to do. I gotta I gotta go with a three as well, just because I know they're in t- this is part of like it's intentional for them to be pieces, but this does look. I mean, it, it doesn't look that appetizing when nah. you initially look at it. No, I, I would I would give it a, a two. I mean, I, That's I, fair. I, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm excited to eat it. Obviously, yeah, yeah. oh but yeah. At the same time, I would only give it a two because it's like. 
you know, things that are like coded like that and stuff like that, they're nice, but just like the Flame Hot Doritos, like the problem with those is that, you know, you have like stuff on your hands for like yeah. days and yeah. it's like, okay. You and can... inconsistency with coding as well. Exactly. You can have one chip that's loaded up. You could have yep. one that's not. But these pretzels, I can see some of them being more tastier than others yeah. and, and things like that. So you went with the two. I went with a three on that. Now it's time for our favorite part of this. Yep. That's the taste. Grab a piece. All right. Let's, let's mics up. Not a winner so far, for me at least. A what? Not a winner. Not a winner. Not a winner so far. I wonder if I should keep this this part in the, in the episode or, or edit it shorter. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'll definitely keep eating these, but I have enough for us to give some scores. Oh, God, they're gonna say I, I have enough for the day. <laughs> All right. So, obviously. We gave our scores for presentation and price, and then obviously now we are tasting them. Ben is still going at it, okay. and while, while you take your last bite, I'm going to go first. For taste, I'm going to go with – now, when we say taste, we'll, we'll, let's focus more so on on would you sit down and watch a Nats game or a, or a, a Redskins, you know, Lions game, whatever it may be. And sit there and just nom on these things in like a bowl or something like that. Like if you went to somebody's house and they had a bowl of this stuff, yeah, would you be satisfied? So with taste, I'm gonna go with a solid three. I'm not gonna go with anything higher than that because I don't think that you know the, the coating's nice and like that. But when I think of a pretzel, like I, either I want a pretzel that's really salty or something like that. It's kind of hard to have a, a, a pretzel piece like this and put a bunch of coating on it and think, oh, yeah, it's crunchy and it's good. Yeah. Like, I'd I rather have, like, a chip that's like this, kind of kind of in the sense that, because this is a lot of crunch, um, and it's just it's just not really my style. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would give a solid three, though. So three from you. I'm going to go two and a half, a uh, little lower. Oh, wow. Uh, and a couple reasons. Wow. Couple I, need to, reasons. I need to hear these. One, it's marketed as a hot buffalo wing. Oh, it's and not. I don't know about you. There's no real kick to this. Not at all. There's the buffalo wing flavor, but there's no kick. So if they had just let, left it at buffalo wing, that would be fair. But it says hot, and, and it has a, a giant chili on pepper it. on it. It's not a spicy thing. thing. And then you compare it to the, the hot, Dorito. hot Doritos. No comparison on oh, yeah. that end. Flame I was hot hoping Dorito. for more hot Doritos. Kick. You need you yeah. need a little bit of water. Two, for some reason, and I'm with you on this. In that, for some reason, the pretzel, and I haven't tasted a ton of like dusted pretzels or like things like that. I like chocolate covered pretzels and things like that. Okay. But for some reason, this just doesn't seem, I mean, it's like you already have kind of the chalkiness of yeah of one of these sort of pretzels now mixed with the buffalo wing seasoning. And now it just feels too dry. It yeah. seems way True. too dry. So I just think that this was kind of a combo that they didn't really necessarily need. I think yeah. like, uh, I think it, it doesn't really match up for me. Because I believe uh, Snyder's does the pretzel rods still. Yeah, the pretzel rods. That's, that, and that's then, like the most famous. And thing. then the other one that people really love is the ones with the cheese inside. Uh, I forget what those it's are not, called. Not combos. Yeah. Well, it's it's. Oh, you, are you talking about the like the pre, the the peanut butter filled ones? Um, there might be peanut butter. I think there's cheese filled ones too. I don't know if, it, I don't, I don't know if it's, they're more like square. And it might be combos. Is it, is it Snyder's? It, uh, yeah, I think it's Snyder's. Okay. They make one, too. So that has, like, a little more, like, with the cheese inside. It's a little different. No, it's not, yeah. like, melted cheese. But it's, like, yeah. it's a little different taste. Yeah. I think that's why I'm going two and a half. I mean, I could definitely eat a lot of these. But I think I could find ten other things that I would rather eat yeah. than this. It's just, like you said, the branding thing. It's, like, 
like a lot of people don't like hot stuff. A lot of people don't like uh, flaming Doritos, like we always mention stuff like that now. Uh, but it's just like when you do flaming or when you do hot or anything of that nature, you expect to have that kick where you're like, hmm, let me have a, you know, let me guzzle some water down here in a minute. But like you said, this situation is more like a, you know, it's like okay, it's it, it's something that you just get, but for the price, you know, I don't know if it's really worth paying that much money. For, for, for a, a treat like this, I guess you could say. Like, But like you said, it, it, there's a lot of other things on that aisle that, sure. that I would choose over now this. Now, I will say, as far as the buffalo wing taste, tastes like buffalo wings. Like, they've got that flavor down. True. Um, which is actually kind of a tough task because I've ate other things that were marketed as like a buffalo wing chip or something like yeah. that. And you kind of get a little bit of it. And then you go, oh, this isn't really that. So I think it's got the taste down. I'd like a little more kick. I'd like it to not be so kind of chalky and dry, yeah. and then I think they'd have something there. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm going two and a half. Um, so overall, yeah. So the overall score, kind of thinking of everything together, yeah. Um, I think it's just a solid three for me. Yeah, I, I, w- I would go with around the same thing. I'm not going to go yeah. anything higher than a three, uh, or I'm not gonna, but I'm not going to go anything lower than like a two. Um, I yeah. think it's kind of somewhere in the middle there. It's kind of like a middle of the road snack where it's like. You know, if you if you have a bunch of people over, for like say for instance, like New Year's Eve or something like that, or yeah. like a Super Bowl party or something like that, you can have those out and people, you know, you know, gra- like you know, get a little scoop of it, put it on their plate, or whatever, then have a little finger food or something like that. Well, especially something because, um, you know, wings are such like a party type food, and there and people like to have wings there. So this would be kind of a nice. Hey, we don't have chicken wings, but you, we do have some of these bites that yeah. can kind of give you some of the flavor, I <laughs> some, guess. Some of the flavor of an actual wing so, without paying the wing price. So three. Three is kind of our – so, again, Snyder's of Hanover, pretzel pieces, hot buffalo wing. Um, you can get them anywhere, really, Walmart, Target, Harris Teeter. Um, the next one I'm very excited yeah, about. Me too. <laughs> which I'm glad we, we moved this to second. So these are fudge-covered Oreos by Nabisco. These are new. And supposedly, um, <laughs> supposedly uh, the retail price on these is pretty similar to the Snyder's of Hanover. Um, you can get them for about $3.15. And that covers um, for a 12 cookies. Now, now is that uh, that box? Because usually yeah. those Oreos come in those, those little, like, wrapper things or yeah, whatever you want to call Yeah, this was a little different. Now, in, in this box, does this box have the same type of deal as the normal Oreo or the double stuff Oreo or the you know golden Oreo, whatever they have? Like where it's like, oh, yeah, buy one, get one, half off. I didn't notice like any, any sort of deal at the time. That's why I'm pretty sure these, yeah. they, because these are so like – I, I think guess they're they're almost intri- in a different category. Yeah, they're so intricate and some of that because they're all the fudge and all this yeah. other kind of crap. I think that when you look at these type of things, that also knocks down the price a little bit. A little, little, yeah, a little notch for me. Oh, three fifteen seems a little high for me for twelve cookies. Yeah, because think about what you get at around that price for a full sleeve of, uh, with a yeah, with a, Oreos, a bigger yeah. Oreo thing. You can get that for, and those are like three of these. Yeah, exactly. So price for me is definitely going to be down in the two oh, range. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think this is a little expensive. It's a, it's kind of a niche thing um, where it's like kind of a very unique offering. So I think that's why yeah. they feel like they can jack up the price. But you just because you stick some fudge around an Oreo, you know, it's not going to be that impressive. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the same kind of thing. I'm going to go in the two, two, two and a half range, something of that nature. Yeah. Uh, just because you don't, can't find – I don't really think you could find deals like this like you do with, the, like you said, the, the actual sleeve Oreos. Because the ones in those sleeves, you know, they come with a ton of Oreos and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're pretty excited. Uh, until you're done with the night and then you're empty them. Uh, <laughs> but but overall, you can't find the actual Oreo that, you know, 
you sit there with and it's like, okay, you know, I can get two packs of these. Like like mm-hmm. I did before when we had the uh, you know the mega stuff, something like that, when we thought it was the quote-unquote most stuff. You know, when we thought it was that. Still waiting on those most stuff. Yeah, I, I still can't find them. I looked. Uh, I looked today. Can't find Not them there. Man. Like they have a million Oreos in there, but they cannot. It has to be like a like a golden egg mm-hmm. or something like that. Something of that nature where it's it's something that you have to like legit like order yeah. like from Nabisco or something like that. Import it, which is which is ridiculous. So, but I think that when I got the double stuff that or the mega stuff that one time, I'm pretty sure I got like two for two for uh, you know. I, I forgot exactly the price. It was like it was like a buy one get one half off or something of that nature. Which these boxes, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you can't get them like that. So moving on to the presentation, we put them on our napkin here, and uh, you know you look at them, and I mean it, it's 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 goodness. So I'm gonna it's have a to, very exciting presentation. I'm gonna have to go with a five out of five, honestly. And you don't really want to get five out of fives for most things, but this thing just looks so appetizing. It, unless you don't like chocolate, it lives up to exactly what it describes. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you look at this box. Look how exciting this looks. Yeah. It is a Oreo with the fudge like being applied mid yeah, it's like dripping mid down. apply. Yeah. And that's on the box and then you get the Oreo and it's pretty well put together. I mean, there's really no cracks here. There's really no yeah. uh, evidence or like holes where you can actually see the Oreo within it. It's there. It's fudge covered. Yeah. I'm with you. 5. They they promised a fudge covered Oreo. That's what we that's got. Exactly what we got. <laughs> All right. So here All we right, go. Here we go, man. We got two, so oh, just can't wait. <laughs> Your face. All right, here we go. Biting in. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That's just unbelievable. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because this is just so good. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm going in for number two. Wow, man! Well, you're having trouble with that first bite, man. I am, I am, because it's too big. <laughs> my bite is. <laughs> wow. Oh man! Wow! Look at that inside. Oh, I, I saw. With th- with these, you know how Oreos like sometimes you can just like basically. Take it. They, you basically have the entire Oreo, and they just you know just eat the entire Oreo in one thing. But with these, you have to take like one bite, or you have to take two bites, like because mm-hmm. you have to see what's inside. It's like it's kind of like a peanut M and M. Like some people, you know, they have the peanut M and M, they eat it whole, but they're aliens. But when you have a peanut M and M, like what I I always try to do, I try to crack it with my yeah. teeth, and then I try to like extract the peanut, and then either, that's it, some intricate stuff. <laughs> it's it's, it's just, literally like a peanut, <laughs> exactly. So it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty fun. But uh, anyways, wow. that's besides the point. These things are five. These things are <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing: you've got the, the fudge taste is fantastic. Like that the, this chocolate coating on the outside, which can be kind of a hit or miss type thing. Mm-hmm. It just adds a whole nother level to all the already great experience of an Oreo. I think, because I think the thing for me is, when it comes to Oreos, um, I think everyone can kind of agree that their favorite part is the middle part, yeah. is the stuff. Not that the cracker, chocolate cracker is not good, but it's, everyone's favorite part is that, is that middle part. Now, what this does is it takes that part that we kind of put aside with the cracker Takes it to a whole another level with the fudge, mm-hmm. and now you add a little bit of crunch because the cracker still exists. Mm-hmm. So you're getting this f- soft kind of fudge outside that tastes great. You're getting the crunch of the cracker, and then you're getting the stuff. 
I mean, uh, it's it's so it's it's that level of cracker that's covered in kind of two softer levels. It's it's incredible, man. It's incredible. You can get an aftertaste. Yeah, it sticks. It, it, it kind of coats your mouth a little bit. It's unbelievable with that fudge taste, which is great because I was eating the pretzel pieces, <laughs> so I had the buffalo wing in my mouth, and now I've got just my mouth tastes like fudge. I want to like jump inside my own mouth. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm grabbing one extra here. Let me, let me try this. <laughs> Man, wow, it's unbelievable, dude. Oh my gosh, I I I, I don't even want to you know. I don't even want to drink a piece. Uh, drink some water here because it tastes so good. Oh man, that's just too good. I tell you, yeah, I think we're both in agreement. Five out of five, you know. And, and overall, I'd have to give it a four and a half out of five. The only reason I didn't give it a five out of five is because I looked on the box and we just ate two cookies and it said seventeen grams of sugar <laughs> for two cookies. <laughs> so that's a, that's the only reason I knocked it's it. It's one hundred and eighty calories for two cookies. Yeah, we just, I just ate a third. Yep, 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 exactly. Oh, so, uh, so oh, it, it is. I, I mean, the fudge. I don't know what the nutrition facts is on a standard pack of Oreos, but the fudge clearly. I adds can look it up. We got it. internet. Um, but it's worth it. And and actually, then that makes you kind of rethink the packaging a little bit. And that only having um, 12 of these is not necessarily a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's different because when you re- have a regular pack of Oreos, you can burn through like six or seven Here of those. Here we go. So yeah, the, 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 the comparison. So two cookies for, for this one is 180. Yeah. Two cookies of regular Oreos is only 106. So there you go. So the yep. fudge makes that much difference. So now, again, you could bang through like six regular Oreos and feel okay. Yep. If you ate six of these... I mean, that's we're talking, you know, 400, 500 calories there. You yeah. might not want to do that. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to look so, for the exact thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Let's see here. Fudge. It's rich. You definitely feel. Of course, it. I search for Oreos, and it's giving me every single thing. Yeah. That's that's. I, I can't find. But it. it's rich. Like Whatever. it's it's definitely a richer taste to mm-hmm. it. Um, really, you only need two or three of these to be satisfied. I just had my third. That might have been even overkill. I think two is kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. With these. I think that really kind you know, of You know, that'd be perfect, Don, if you get... I mean, I'm not a big vanilla ice cream, Mark. Ooh, you know, I'm not, yeah, I know I'm not a big vanilla ice cream guy, but to add this on there and, mm-hmm. then, and then maybe crunch it up a little bit or something like yeah. that, now that's like that's a perfect combo. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. I mean, I think, I think I'll, go, I'll go four and a half as well. Um, yeah. Just because, again, the price point is the only thing that's kind of pulling these things back a little bit. And, the, again, the calories and stuff like that. Um, I mean, like, think about this. The the pretzel hot buffalo pieces, I mean, it would take 28 grams of these to get to even 40 calories less than two of these cookies. So, I mean, it would take yeah. a lot more of those. And, and not that we're really here like nutrition guides, but, you know, at the same time, nah. um, you know. It, it's So that's the only thing kind of holding us back. And, obviously, that's – it's. It's going to be if you have a fudge covered something, it's not going to be healthy. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. because it says it says for two regular Oreos, uh, yeah. just walking, it's going to take you a half an hour to burn those calories off the two. That Oreos. seems insane. And that's and that's again for a person uh, weighing 140 pounds. And I have to log in to personalize that, but I'm not going to do that, obviously. But it's just I just don't understand how people lose weight 
pretty quickly or stay in shape and stuff like that. Because they always say, oh, you have to burn more calories than you ingest. Well, what if you ate a, f- a fudge? Yeah, but your body also burns ate- calories throughout the day anyways. So like, I don't know, like I don't know all that zero. I don't know all, those, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a physician. No, but I know what you mean. It's kind of like you eat, you eat. <laughs> I just ate three of these, and it's like, well, this would take me two days to burn off. <laughs> it's like I, already, I ran two and a half miles this morning. Oh, did you? Um, so I just undid all of that, I what guess. What time was that? Well, on the weekends, I'm able to sleep until 7, and then I go seven. to the gym. Uh, yeah, I got up on se- at 7, and then yesterday Jeez I got up at Louise, 6 man, and went to the gym. You're a moron. Uh, and I'm, Get yeah, up at 7 I agree. o'clock. I agree. On a Sunday morning. It's not fun. It is weird though, is that, like when you get up, you have to get up early or something like that. For instance, like at, like at seven or eight or something like that. Like kind of like what we did when we were coaching stuff of that nature, where we had an early game or something of that nature, yeah. and we get up early, and then we all of a sudden we, we go coach, and then we are like, oh my gosh, it's only nine a.m. Yeah. Like I mean, I was able to. That's the thing. It's like, and I'm no big like, oh, I'm Jim Jim Hardo guy. It's just like I'm trying to run again and build up my running stamina. Mm-hmm. So I've been waking up a couple times a week at four o'clock in the morning and then heading to the gym and uh, I, trust me I don't know how I'm doing it either time you go to bed and then uh, I try to I try to be asleep before 11 and you wake up at 4 yeah but most likely I'm falling asleep before 10 but like I try to fall asleep around somewhere somewhere Man. yeah it's 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 it, I'm not able to do it every morning I'm not I'm not doing it every morning Jeez, doing week, it a couple man. times a week and then on the weekends I get up at like 6 or 7 um, and then I've uh, been running been running but this is undoing all of that. What do you when you when you, when you run? What's like your go to? Because obviously, obviously, we're changing the subject now. Sure. But what, sure. what's like? I don't understand how people can just like say, okay, I'm going to go run a couple miles about that. Because it's like, yeah. I mean, you you go run. Say it's I don't know. Say you're doing an eight and a half minute mile or something like that. That's right right there. It's like 17 minutes. Oh, I'm definitely not running an eight and a half minute mile. Uh, I'm just saying it's like I mean, yeah, it's, it's only 20 minutes, but at the same time, it's like you so sit, I do. You sit there and it's like like I know you might feel some satisfaction sure. after, but it's it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. So I, I am a podcast guy. So I'll that's I'll use that time to kind of catch up on podcasts and stuff like that. Gotcha. I usually right now I'm only running about thirty minutes. Usually I'll run uh, like I'll work up to running like an hour and a half or mm-hmm. something like that. But right now I'm just doing about thirty minutes, which is about two and a half three miles, kind of somewhere in that range. And then uh, and then I'm listening to the show. I'm trying to see how long I can actually. I'm staying at like the same pace on like the treadmill or something like that. I can't and then, do treadmills. Uh, and then yeah, and then well yeah, with your knees it might not work. Oh well, 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 that too, yeah. Yeah, but it does uh, hurt. <laughs> and then uh, and then I call it a day. So, I, but for me, so I'm not like going and lifting and doing a lot of stuff right now. I'm just trying to work out my running because I was I did that half marathon not too long ago. I was able yeah. to run a half marathon. Definitely not able to do that right now. Yeah, I need to get back to the gym. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's that's why it's funny that I just ate three fudge covered. Well, that's, that's the problem is that either you want to go to the gym and you know. You know, feel good about yourself, or you want to sit here and eat a couple fudge Oreos. Well, because one of those things they say, um, oh, you can do both. No, not really. Well, one of those things brings you immediate satisfaction and wonderful satisfaction, and the other one it takes is three, terrible. three months. Yeah, is is the worst. So this is way more fun, and yeah. life is short. So let's eat some fudge covered Oreos. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. So um, obviously, we got our food reviews in. Obviously, we did Snyder's of Hanover pretzel pieces, hot wing yes. flavored, and we both gave those not great remarks, not terrible ones, but not great. I mean, the I was hoping for better. Yeah. I was hoping for better, but that's what this is about. That's why we do these reviews, is because we're trying to. This is what we're probably going to be things. doing. This is probably what we're going to be doing for most of the summer, as uh, yeah. you know. Hopefully, the Nats stay in contention, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see about that. But obviously, when it comes to fall time, we're going to stay with mostly the NFL and all that kind of stuff. But as a whole, it's it's a. It's we a found pretty, ourselves a new a new go, uh, a new snack that is. Uh, Something that we got to have more often. These fudge-covered Oreos are, as we said, uh, four and a half. 
Um, I mean, these are great. Well, if the Nats make the playoffs, we might have to buy one, if, one, one each. One each. And then just down it for the entire episode. Yeah, 12. Uh, so what you do is you eat three, like, ahead of time. Yep. And then you eat one every inning. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's it. There you, there you go. That's, that's the I guess right Speaking there. of the Nats, <laughs> we can kind of make that transition a little bit. Um, while we, we really wish we could talk food all day, yep. uh, instead we're going to do a little Nats talk here and, uh, and talk about the team. That is, again, even with the loss today, continues to be red hot. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Jagler and Michael Morse were on the TV call. I was today. wondering who what who who that was. Yeah, was I was because 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 obviously I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the game. I was just sure, doing yeah, it yeah, on my yeah. app bat app. Yeah. And uh, the weird part about it, I was like, who the hell is talking? And they never they never introduce themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Every, yeah. At the I very kept, beginning of the game, that's it. I kept listening. I'm like, who who is it? Who is it? Who is it? But of course, you see FP, and they're, they're like, oh, it's FP Santana. Well, like every two seconds. Yeah, exactly. And then it's just like FP makes it all about FP usually. Yeah, um, yeah it was. Uh, I guess Bob and FP are both on vacation still. So, and and the crew knew that out of these three games, only two were going to be on TV because the yesterday's game was on Fox yep. and there was no mass and broadcast. So I guess they felt that as a good time to kind of extend the vacation from the four-day All-Star break plus these three days of the series. So it was Dave Jagler and Michael Morris on the TV call, and then it was Charlie Slows and Pete Medhurst yep. on the radio call. I was hearing that on my way here and hearing the walk-off home run. Michael Franco, absolutely Destroying the Nats this series. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was great yesterday. He was great today. He was great Friday. He's a Nat killer. I think we can officially give him that moniker. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple players are in that category. Michael Franco is. But the Nats, despite the loss today, 49-43, and 43, still a game and a half up in the wild card. They're now six and a half behind Atlanta, who they play in quite a few days and, Mike, again, we've been doing the show on a weekly basis. It was another great week for the Nats. Yeah, and then you even look with at, the All Star break. Well, you look at uh, Mike Alfranco, as you just mentioned. He's a two forty hitter, and against the Nats in the last three games, he went. Uh, I think it's a six four ten in those three games, and he had three RBIs, and obviously he had two home runs, one of which that just won the game. So it, it, it's it, it's a it's a big buzzkill that Mike Alfranco. No one can get him out, especially that he's hitting like what seventh in the order or something like that. that yeah, they have him real low. It's usually he's like in the eighth spot. And that's where they, they like him, and he's done a lot of damage in that spot. And even in the field, he looked good. I mean, yesterday uh, on the Friday game, I mean, he made three, four, five plays in the yeah. field that were good as well. Yeah, so that really just that, that was just a huge buzzkill seeing that uh, notification and everything of that nature on my phone. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, you know, it was kind of a, a kind of a gut punch because they played so well, especially, you know, coming back in game number two with Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon down to the last out. And Anthony Rendon gets a hit. Then Juan Soto on the first pitch splitter, you know, he just bombs it out out in the outfield and ends up getting the game winner, basically, uh, to almost end the ninth. Obviously, because they're at the top of the ninth. But yeah. looking at it, it's just like it's just a, like like I said, it's a gut punch because to come out and sweep the Phillies in Philadelphia right after the All Star break, we've been playing so well, and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't you know finish the sweep. Now I, I look at that and say. 
you know, who is that, you know, you know, I guess you could say, who is that to blame? I mean, do you blame Davey? Do you, do you blame, you know, Matt Grace for just being, uh, you know, a blowbag and he can't do anything for the most part yeah. on this team, uh, which I'm going to look up his stats here in a minute. But I just don't understand, uh, you know, how this team, you know, we've seen this team time and time again not be able to, to sweep teams. I mean, we've, we've seen a few sweeps this season, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, I, I think maybe two or three tops, um, but. You you have to go into this into this this series against the Phillies and see hey you know we got a one nothing lead going into the I think it was like the fifth inning or something like that we come all the way back from from three one down and all of a sudden after you know, the night before coming back and exactly, winning exactly and that's and that's the point that I just look at it and say like you know don't you have that killer instinct you can't go out there and be like Davey Martinez has done in the past and say like oh you know well, well we won the series that's all that matters about that it's it's nice to win the series but like. Winning the series mattered, you know, a few years ago when we were winning 92, 93 games or whatever, where you know we were winning every every series pretty much to the point yeah. where you know two out of three is good because you're you're gaining ground, you're gaining ground, everything like that. But where you where you're at in the standings right now, which obviously you know you're still six and a half back of the Braves, and I believe the Braves have to play a little later because I think they're out in San Diego. Yeah, um, but. You're six and a half back. You could possibly be right now seven back. When overall, in the in the, in the wild card, which that's what we're kind of hoping for at this point in time, you could have been like you mentioned off air, Ben. You could have been legit three and a half up uh, from the next pe- person down, which is the Brewers, and you could have basically stomped the Phillies into the ground in their own park. And that's the and that's the problem is because you look at who they played. They had Arietta and Nola and Pavetta, and we're not going to look at Pavetta that much. But there are two aces. Mm-hmm. We could have won both those games. It's like, you know, what, what else? What, what other positive can we look at? Because you have Anibal Sanchez on the mound, and you even texted me yesterday that hopefully he can come out and have a good game. But he did, and we still somehow, you know, lost. And that yeah. I, I think that. You know, and you mentioned yesterday about the Corbin having no run support and different stuff of that nature. We, we got the win, and, and we were clutch. And that's the biggest thing is that I look at and say, in this situation, is it really the right move to bring in a guy like Matt Grace? Because Matt Grace isn't that great of a pitcher. I mean, let's put it, that, put it, put it this way. He's a lefty, and you even said, I don't even know how this guy has, still has a job. He has an over six ERA. I mean, he's been in 39 games, but I think it's uh, second or no, third, uh, or third most uh, behind Suero and Doolittle. And it's just like, this guy can't pitch. I mean, 609 yeah. ERA, and you, you come up, with, especially with a guy that's high, as hot as Franco is in this series, and you get you, you bring in you know Matt Grace, which obviously I don't know exactly what the bullpen situation was like, even though I think last night they only used two bullpen arms. Um, but in this situation, you have to bring in somebody else that has you know a better upswing, a better, uh, you know, I don't even know what you want to call it, a better opportunity to get those outs and extend the game because you know you want to bring in your best pitchers obviously when you get down to uh, you know the one two three hitters and whatnot of that nature in that lineup but when you look at this situation it's the bottom of the ninth okay you need to actually give your guys a shot to get back up there because I believe it was um, I think I'm not, if I'm not mistaken I think Parra got the last out for us if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure uh, who got the last out in the ninth um, but it's like you got to give your big boppers a chance, you know, to get up there and, and win like Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon did last night. You cannot have a situation like this where you bring in one of your worst pitchers in Matt Grace, who, again, has one of the worst ERAs. The the, pers- the people that have lower ERAs than Matt Grace right now that I guess are significant enough 
but that, that's not Trevor Rosenthal, obviously. It's Kyle Bearclaw, but he's been in 32 games. And, you know, he, he was okay at first, and then he's kind of dropped off a little bit. Um, Jeremy Hellickson, which no, no one even has – I don't even know if he's on the team. And then you look at some other guys that aren't even pretty much uh, qualifiers because they've had like a few games here or there or something like that. It, it's just like he has literally the worst ERA out of the, the main guys that are yeah. pitching. And it, it's, it's just embarrassing to, to bring in a guy like that and say, oh, yeah, maybe he can – hopefully he can get three outs. It's kind of a situation with Rosenthal. He, he just has a lower ERA. It's, a, it's basically a, a, an ERA – that Rosenthal has, but it's just a little bit lower, and it, and it looks better. Yeah. And he's a lefty. Yeah, exactly. And then, then when you look at the bullpen arms, possible guys they could have gone to, I mean, Javi Guerra, they could have gone to Fernando yep. Rodney. Um, they could have gone to Tony Sipp. Um, you know, th- there was, there were some other options there, Kyle McGowan. Um, the only guy that was really kind of, you know, uh, not in play was Sean Doolittle because he pitched yeah. two nights in a row, which is fine. Um but and then you know the two guys that had already pitched Tanner Rainey and Wander Suero who were already relieved. But you have other options, and Matt Grace should kind of be that um, last option. He's the cleanup like, guy. He's like yeah, exactly. He's the sixth inning because a guy could only go five in, or he's a, se- a seventh inning guy matching up with Bryce Harper. You know that sort of thing. He's not a ninth inning. It's a tie game. We need to get through this and get back with the bats. Yep. And for some reason that seems to be the case with him. So I'm with you on that. And then yeah, the only sweeps the Nats have had this season are against Miami. They've had two Miami sweeps, and that's it. And that really plays the exact same thing you were talking about in the fact that, I mean, the Nats are not sweeping series that they need to sweep. And the whole thing is, is you've got to sweep the bad teams. They did it twice to Miami. Detroit, that series, they should have won that series. They should have swept that series. They didn't get it done. Yep. Kansas City, they should have swept that series. They couldn't get it done. I mean, those are the types of – and then here against Philly, especially against a division rival. I mean, you're in position to get a series sweep in a crucial time, and you can't finish it off. And I, that's I don't, count, I don't count two-game series sweep. No, no, same, same. Yeah. yeah, I'm not counting that either. Um, and I think if you really want to be legit or considered legit and in that category, you have to do more of those. You have to add some more sweeps. Do you think the Dodgers or Atlanta aren't sweeping teams left mm-hmm. and right? Of course they are. That's why they have the records that they have. And and so that's the only thing that worries. And I guess a question for you, and, and, and we can kind of go over this, is mm-hmm. – um, so right now the Nats are in a good position to make a run at this wild card. Now there's still yep. plenty of months to go. There's the rest of July, all of August, all of September. There's still a lot of time and a lot of flopping uh, that could take place as far as kind of flip-flopping in the standings and that sort of thing. Um, if the season ended today, would you be confident with this Nats team and their current iteration – in a playoff series against, um, it would likely be the Dodgers. So, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna assume that they, they win the playing game. So yes, we'll, we'll say we'll say the Nats. Well, first of all, play. Well, yeah, let's talk about that first. So, so let's say playing game first of all. So playing game, like for for right now, the scenario would be um, either Nats Milwaukee or Nats. What Philly. is the tiebreaker in that situation? Um, well, I think they. I think those teams the actually, exactly. <laughs> I think that actually happens. I think they play game one sixty three to decide who gets that wild card. Uh, Spot. I think we saw that a couple of years ago. So, so let's let's uh, first of all between those two teams, Milwaukee or Philly. Now, now Milwaukee's a team we haven't seen a ton of. I think the yeah. Nats maybe have only played them once this season. Now they will so, be yeah. coming to town. This I think we, month. We're, we're in Milwaukee. I think. 
you're right. They were in Milwaukee. Actually, they will not be going to. I thought I saw a Milwaukee series. Oh, yeah, next month. August, Milwaukee will be coming to Nats Park, which actually will be kind of an important series to watch because that could be a potential one-game playoff. But um, let's, let's talk about that first. Who are you more comfortable with facing, Philly or Milwaukee in a one-game playoff? I would say Milwaukee, obviously, yeah. because they, they don't have the firepower the Phillies do on offense. The Phillies, obviously, yeah. they've been struggling uh, and, and basically pay, playing 500 ball for the most part uh, throughout the last, I don't know, throughout the last month and a half or so. Um, but literally when you're looking at it, the Brewers, they don't have, and they have Christian Yelich and they have a few other guys, but they're not, they're not the type of guy, not the type of lineup that the Phillies have because they, if, say Bryce Harper comes out and he has a great game, that, that game goes two for three, you know, with one walk and he has, you know, a double and a single or something like that. And you have Reese Hoskins, Michael Franco, he basically won the game for them today. I mean, situations like that where you have, I mean, obviously Andrew McCutcheon's not in the game, but you have JT Real Muto. I mean, you have, you have literally a litter of, of options yeah. that can be hot in that one particular game. If you if you can you know do the Bryce Harper treatment a few years ago with the Cubs and basically you know walk Christian Yelich and say hey everyone else you have to beat us or some of that nature or even have if you have Max Scherzer on the mound who is the ace for the Brewers that's going to go out there and, and face Max Scherzer and be that that Max Scherzer type of guy that you know the, the Phillies have prob- probably Aaron Nola will probably be the guy that they would send out there uh, over over Arietta um, but I would not rather face Air, uh, Aaron Nola over the Milwaukee Brewers you know ace which yeah. I don't even know his name so the, the, some context <laughs> with milwaukee so milwaukee so t- you, you you made a great point in that um when you're looking at the brewers and if you haven't been following the brewers a whole lot this season kind of um you know why would you if you're a nats fan you're not gonna yeah. really be following them but but you're exactly right christian yelich is the best hitter on that team possible mvp of the league that sort of thing once you get past yelich and his 328 average and his bombs things like that you get into a lineup that is good but not great their second best hitter is ryan braun at 274 yeah they don't have other guys above 300 mike moustakis is there 264 he has monty grandel lorenzo kane at 250 arcia at 235 they're not a loaded lineup i don't think you anybody looks at the brewers lineup and goes oh yeah these guys are loaded and then on the pitcher side of things you've got kind of two guys that are are, are pretty good there's brandon woodruff who's a 10 and 3 on the season 3.67 era he's pitched the most innings and then you got zach davies who actually i have for fantasy um he's go. seven and two with a 2.89 era he's a stud so go. they've got two guys that are studs but you're exactly right in but davies 26 so i didn't even know who the heck he was <laughs> yeah well you know he's very young and like again brewers is still a small market you know that sort of thing how would you yeah. No. Now, they do have a good bullpen, uh, Josh Hader um, and some of those guys. But you're right. I think pound for pound, the Nats and the Brewers, and we'll see for ourselves in a month or so, I think the Nats win in a one-game matchup with them. you got Scherzer on the mound going against yeah, either Brandon Woodruff or Zach Davies. Yeah. I think people take Max 10 times out of 10. Though. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is that I think Max, you know, with a lineup like you said, that, that if, if you, once you get past, past Yelich and his numbers, if you have that kind of lineup out there, I think Max can mow them down pretty, pretty handily. And that's the biggest thing you look at is, you know, again, the Phillies, they have all these type of guys that can go out there and one guy can be hot at one time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you see something just explode where it's like, oh, OK, the Phillies now all of a sudden they're three games. You know, they're in our situation. They're three games up on the wild card because they've, they've swept two series in a row and Bryce Harper has, has, has a decent series and Reese Hoskins has two home runs in this series, whatever it may be. And that's the thing that you look at. It's if the Phillies keep st- staying this stagnant. Now, I don't even know. I mean, we're going to have Jessica Town on uh, one of these next mm-hmm. next few weeks. Um, but I want to hear what she has to say about why the Phillies have been so stagnant at 500 
for the yeah. most part over the last month and a half. Now, as the Nats have surged, the Phillies have just basically stayed, you know, the course and they haven't done anything. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with the McCutcheon injury because Andrew McCutcheon obviously being a leader, being a yeah, veteran, all that kind of stuff, and also being at the top of that order, that's when they were thriving the most. Uh, but I just don't see how the Phillies uh, are, are staying this stagnant. They, they, everyone thought the Phillies lineup was stacked. I mean, I, they're still stacked, but they're just not they're not producing. You have a guy like Mike Franco go out there and win the game today, but you're not going to have that every single situation. Uh, so I, I just think that's kind of weird yeah. to see that. No, the Phillies are definitely underachieving. Yeah. I think I think they definitely are. I mean, for a while they were there in the mix with Atlanta, and then Atlanta kept going up, and Phillies started coming down. Yeah. And now with the Nats surging. The Phillies are in third, play, or third exactly, place now. Exactly. So the <laughs> Philly fans can stop talking so much crap because, uh, yeah. hey, Nats are ahead of them now. And then I, I think – the, the the problem that this becomes is, uh, you know, assuming the Nats take a playoff game or play take the play in game, um, and now are in a series, you've got the Dodgers, and that's who the Nats would play. It would be the team with the best record. Um, that, not, that doesn't which, seem like it's going to change. Either. Which exactly, it, it seems like it's going to be. L.A. Uh, Atlanta is is there, 56 wins, but, but L.A. is at 61. The, the difference is the Braves have to play the Nats, and they have to play the Phillies, and sometimes the Marlins somehow get hot or something of that nature. The, the Dodgers have to play the D-backs, the Rockies, the Padres, and the Giants, yeah. which all three, all four Nobody's of those teams really that are, impressive are, are literally pretty much below 500, except the D-backs are 47 and 47. Yeah, so there, there's, there's not there. a lot of impressive people. In the, the NL West is a pretty weak division as yeah. a whole. And then... That goes into, you know, as far as the Dodgers as a team, I mean, you've got some studs there. And Cody Bellinger, who's having an MVP-like season. Um, you've got Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Jock Peterson. Um, you've got Verdugo, Alex Verdugo, who's having a great year at 306. Um, you've got them. And then on the pitching side of things as well, you've got uh, Ryu, who a Ryu-Scherzer game would be pretty damn fun to watch because yeah. Ryu is an absolute stud this season at 10-2, and two, a 1.73 ERA. That's the one guy that's going to beat Scherzer in the That's in just the insane. I mean, Walker Bueller. You can't forget about Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, he's having not a great of a year as as, as he usually does. I mean, but 7-2, and two, 3.09. He's still not, not bad as like a second or third option. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still have Kenta Maeda. They still have Rich Hill, you know, Urias. They've got just – they're just so stacked that it would be, in my eyes, I think it would be real tough uh, for the Nats to take. Now, it's baseball. Anything can happen. But I'm just saying that I think even if the Nats make that play-in game, you set up with L.A., it's going to be real tough. Unless the Nats make some giant move or are extremely hot heading into a series or if the Dodgers have an injury or something like that. I just don't know if the Nats would be Not able to get it done. Not to mention, Kenley Jansen is, is, is their closer. So. Yeah, yeah, they have a stud closer. They've got stud reliever. I mean, they're, they're just a solid team. Yeah. Um, so I just don't know if the Nats would be able to, in a series. They'd, now, I'm not saying the Nats would get swept. Like, I think the Nats would be able to take a game or so, like, especially if, um, you know, Strasburg or Corbin pitches really well, or even if you get work back to Scherzer's spot in the, in the, in the rotation. I think they'd have a, definitely a chance to steal a game or so, but it would be real tough. I think the Dodgers yeah. are kind of destined to try to win a title and, this year. And, and that's the thing, too, is that you look at you know their, their schedule, though. They're, they're not invincible. That's, that's the biggest oh, thing. Oh, for sure. For because sure. you look at some of their, some of their outcomes uh, as of late. Uh, they've actually been struggling a little bit as of late. They because, have. No, they have. You're yeah, right. They, You're lost, right. they lost three out of four against San Diego, which is one of the bottom feeders of their division. Yeah. They lost uh, one of their last two. Obviously, they got a night game tonight at Sunday Night Baseball, mm-hmm. uh, but they lost 
lost 8-1 to one against the Sox uh, in the first game of that series. Then mm-hmm. if you rewind a little bit more, they lost 2-4 of four to the Rockies uh, in Colorado. So all those big boppers they got, yeah, they've they been still struggling. lost two of them. They've been struggling. And then they no, all, you're right. And, they also, and right before that, they lost a series against the Diamondbacks. So, yeah. you know, they can go uh, on a hot streak, which, again, I say they lost a series against the streaky team. Uh, they lost a series against the D-backs, and all of a sudden, right before they won like six straight. So yeah. it's it, it, they're, yeah. they're a very streaky team. So if you go out there and all of a sudden these guys aren't performing or whatever it may be, and not to mention uh, one thing that I disagree with uh, that Major League Baseball having, which I like the NBA, what they do is having East and West because I'd rather have something that – because in this situation, you're going to have – for instance, the Nats, if they go out and play L.A., I mean, you go out there for a couple games, and they have to come all the way out here for a couple games. It's just like yeah. you know, going back and forth, it's going to be tough. Number one on the players, and, and because don't you want to see a situation where – you know, if you get to the World Series and you have, you know, a Nats, well, I mean, obviously it's never going to happen because they're in the same, you know, the same uh, league. But if you have a Nats and, and Dodgers, say, World Series, for instance, okay, obviously it's not going to happen, like I just said. But wouldn't you like that to be like the World Series where, okay, they get a day or two to acclimate to the to the time zone and different yeah. stuff of that nature rather than say, okay, okay, you're going to go out there for the NL, NLDS, you're going to go out there and just and have yeah, to no, travel back and forth. I'm with you. It sucks. I, I think, uh, you know, baseball, it's one of those things – those other sports have kind of adjusted to accommodate for this sort yeah. of thing, and baseball just doesn't. I mean, you've got uh, an American League team in Seattle, and then you, uh, like, in the top left of the country, American and then you've League got a bunch in of, Florida with the race. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's it doesn't really make a lot of sense, um, and it's so weird for these teams traveling all over time zones, stuff like that. And that's why hockey, the NBA, I mean, these other leagues have compensated for that by having an Eastern and a Western conference. Because they know that, hey, let's have the California teams play each other at around the same time, exactly, and, and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think it's it sucks, but baseball already hates change so much. There's no way it will happen. But I'm and, with al- you. and also, I hate the hate the, the situation where it's like, wouldn't it be awesome if the O's and the Nats were in the same division and yeah. you have you have situations oh, it'd be like great. that? That's like, how a rivalry breeds. Instead of four games, two per series in the middle of the week in random months of the season, that's never going to breed a rivalry. The Nats and Orioles should be a rivalry. I mean, again, the Nats are the new kids. I mean, we talked about it last show, that Orioles fans hate Nats fans. Um, And it's not really shared vice versa. Like, I don't hate the Orioles. I I liked the Orioles before the Nats existed. Um, But Orioles fans hate Nats fans. But just imagine that ramped up to playing eight times a season in a three-game series. I mean... That could get pretty pretty good. Well, that's what I'm saying, too, is that you look at, for instance, like if you had the Mets and the Yankees in the same division with yeah. Boston in there as yeah. well, and you have the two L.A.s, you have Houston and Texas together, yeah. you know, the two Chicago's and the White Sox. That would be great. I mean, if you had all that situation, it would be fun because, like I said, the Angels could, could now start to hate the Dodgers, and mm-hmm. then the White Sox can start hating the Cubs. And it's like it would be cool because, I mean, think about going to Wrigley Field, having the having a White Sox and a, and a Cubs, you know, every, every other week or whatever, yeah. then playing each other. And then everyone, you know, going out there and, and combining. Exactly, because people, like, pretend like some of those are rivalries, but they're not. I mean, the yeah. Cubs and the White Sox isn't really a rivalry, and I know we're not from Chicago, but from, from people that I know that are, are from there and are fans of those teams, they, they look at – I mean, the Cubs and the Cardinals are bigger rivals because they're in the same division yeah. and they're not far from each other. And But the, the White Sox are literally right down the street. Yeah. Uh, you know, that could ch- change everything. So, no, I – 
complete agreement on that. NBA I, and the NHL do it right, and then yeah. this, I just don't understand. Because don't, in I, the NBA, they know that you know the Wizards know that their you know, quote unquote rivals are teams like Philly, yep. teams like Boston, teams like Miami. I mean, all these teams that are up and down the East Coast who they play a lot. That's who their rivals are. The Wizards aren't going to form a rivalry with. It's like if the Wizards and the Warriors were in the same division. Yeah. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and that also the br- same league. That yeah. also brings up a situation where if if you look, I mean, obviously it's, this is a whole other topic for another day. Yeah. But you yeah. look at it and say this is a situation where you can make a lot more revenue as have. I mean, because yeah. think about it, the fans of, for instance, like I mean, I mean, let's just throw it out there: the fans of the Red Sox and mm-hmm. the fans. I mean, obviously it's a universal thing. So maybe we'll go with something different. Maybe the fans of the Phillies and yeah. the fans of you know the Rays. You know that's going to be something different, mm-hmm. but they're two. They're they're in completely d- different things because they're you know the different leagues. And they don't they hardly play each other. Yeah. So it's like I just think that you know you could use a different example for that too. But it's like yeah. you, you just look at it and say like why are we are we are we trying to do something where it's like okay let's go play the Dodgers or something like that. That's that's a series we got or whatever. I know they have the NL West and all that stuff, so they're trying to keep it that's that that way. But it still doesn't make it make it sense. It still doesn't. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It, it should. I wish it would change, but yeah. it's not. But but yeah, I think so. I think for the Nats, and, and again, this is already a, a season where it's it's apparent, at least for now, unless the Nats continue being red hot and absolutely just keep yeah. destroying teams. At least in my eyes, it appears the Nats are not necessarily like a World Series favorite no. um, this season. This season is it's about it just didn't go the way it was planned. Maybe you know, maybe you come back next season, strengthen the team a bit, re-sign Rendon, and see what happens. We, you know, that, that that'll be a conversation we'll have a few months, you know, from from now. But you know, the yeah. Nats could still play spoiler a bit, yeah. and that's kind of their role here this season. Is the Nats could still be have it still be fun for the fans because they're in a playoff hunt. Because there's nothing worse than la- like a season like last year where by the time September rolls around, you know you're out. And it does. You don't want to go to a Nats game when you know, like, okay, this is for nothing. What they're playing right now is for nothing. Yep. Uh, I'd much rather have some games that have a little more meaning behind it um, late in the season. So you got that, and and then just play spoiler again. They could take a series. They could take a game or two from the Dodgers, make it exciting, or they could take a series against Milwaukee during the season and kind of change that up. So the Nats still have a chance to be exciting, but I just think their ceiling is NLDS. And that's pretty much it yeah, for this season, much. which is what it's been every single time the Nats ever make the playoffs. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that they've been talking about: are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? Whatever they're going to, what are they going to do? Yeah. Um, and and honestly, it's it, that's what everyone keeps saying: if they're this close in the, in the playoff hunt and all this kind of stuff, they're not going to sell. They're not no. going to trade Rendon. All no. this kind of stuff. We'd be we'd be shocked, uh, you know, to the core if they you know try to trade Rendon right now. Uh, be, but overall, it's it's a situation where you have to look at it and say. Give it your best shot, but we're not expecting the World Series like we have in yeah, past years. Yeah, and last thing on this, um, or, or just my last thing on it, is that uh, you know people. Uh, so I've heard like some of the broadcasters and some news people talk about kind of make fun of the way Nats fans were treating the beginning of this season as kind of like the end of the world. Let's let's figure out where to send Rendon and that sort of thing. And it comes down to we can only as fans react to what has happened. Mm-hmm. We can't. I. I I couldn't have predicted the Nats turning around this bad. Neither could anybody, really. Yeah. You could say, oh, yeah, the Nats will turn it around, but you don't really know. We can only judge on what we'd seen, and the Nats were really, really bad for the first couple months of the season. Yeah. And we had every reason to sit here on this show and go, the Nats suck. Yeah, they should trade for some guys and figure it out and get rid of, you know, whatever, and, and you know, they suck. <laughs> so well, that's what we said. I just hate when announcers get real. Like, I think, like, FP Santangelo will do this all the time. He'll say, he'll be like, oh, yeah, Nats. Nats fans, you guys, you guys got to chill, you know? No, he's, he'll say stuff like that, and it's like FP. Like, 
you know, the Nats were really bad. I yeah. mean, objectively, like as Nats fans, the Nats were terrible. We thought it was going to continue. I wrote a blog saying that the only way or a tweet saying that the only way the Nats could even possibly make uh, the playoffs is by actually making history yeah. by having to because no team had started that badly in their first 50 games and still had a playoff spot. Yep. The Nats have a chance to do that. Um, and only our buddy D.C. Washington is the only guy that believes in that team. That's the most positive guy in the world. <laughs> Anytime I tweet something negative about the Nats or, like, I see something negative about the Nats, that guy's always just like, I'm a fan for life. Yeah. He's like, I love the Nats. And I was like, man, D.C. Washington. They have a great chance. Yeah, D.C. Washington is <laughs> D.C. The Washington, they're 12 games below. He's the right. most positive Nats fan on Twitter by far. And, and he's great. I mean, he's a guy that does a lot of – in case you don't know – but you should know if you're in the area and you've been to Wizards games or Nats games, he usually sings national anthems. Mm-hmm. If they like can't get anybody else, they bring in DC, DC Washington, great name, uh, and then uh, and then he'll do the thing. And he's and he's he's, he's nice to us on Twitter. Like yeah. he, he's likes a lot of our stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think the Nats. It's fun right now. Yeah, I think it's it's way better than it was a couple months ago. It's given something to cheer about. It's life. It's life for the fan base for sure right now. Yeah. So right now to end this segment, the yeah. the whole entire schedule that lines up here is they have an off day tomorrow for the fifteenth. Sure, and then to round out this month of July, zero off days and a lot of crucial series. <sighs> they got two against the O's, which you'd have to say they have to sweep that. Uh, mm-hmm. or I, should, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, should, I technically didn't. I, we, we said we didn't like the word sweep with a two-game series. So yeah. they have to win both of those, we'll say. And then they have a crucial game <sighs> in Atlanta. Four uh, you know, Four games. And, and right now uh, they're, they're scheduled to have possibly Max Scherzer back uh, off that 10-day DL. Uh, which obviously is kind of a more precautionary thing because yeah. I think they I think they pretty much were like okay we got the Phillies series handled you know and and we have the O's coming up so we don't have to really worry about, about Russian Max Scherzer back so he might be back on the 20th or 21st to play the Braves we have Strasburg possibly going uh, on the 18th Corbin will be mixed in there as well and probably Sanchez who's been playing pretty well as as well yeah he pitched well today I mean exactly. he gave up some runs but he pitched well yeah and then we got the Rockies which hopefully we we get a, a three out of four out of that one hopefully yeah, big couple uh, home series there. Especially because the Rockies, then you know, they play at Coors Field, which is a lot, of, a lot easier to hit. And hopefully they come here and maybe slow down a little bit. But we'll see about Blackman and everybody of that nature uh, coming into D.C. And then obviously a big series against the Dodgers. And then another one to round up the month on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the 29th, 30th, and 31st against the Braves. So, honestly, it's going to be a very important month because, or I should say round out, rounding out of the month because you've got seven games against the Braves. Obviously, if you can win five of those, you're going to gain some games, and that's going to be really crucial yeah. uh, to, to round out this month and to, and to hopefully head into the end of summer uh, on a nice little hot streak with that homestand you got coming up. Yeah, we talked about it last time, too, and that, that this is kind of the most crucial time for the Nats if they do want to make, you know, secure a playoff spot and, and, and make a run at this thing and that sort of stuff. And that four-game series against the Braves. Now, obviously, in an ideal world, you'd love a four-game sweep. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'd love, you got to at least split. you got to yeah. at least split and come out of that series. You can't drop four in a row to Atlanta. Um, and then Four you know, in a row might be the dagger. Exactly. That might not. <laughs> that's that, that, that's going to be rough. And then, you know, you, then you come into, you know, three home series. I mean, four with, as you mentioned, four with Colorado at home, three against L.A. at home, and three against Atlanta at home. That should be a, a positive series for the Nets, a, a chunk of time here. They should be able to, I mean, Dodgers are good, Atlanta's are good, but you can't get swept by any of these teams. You've yeah. got to handle business against Colorado, and then, hey, maybe take a game or two against L.A., take a game or two against Atlanta, avoid the sweeps at all possible, mm-hmm. and then you come into August, you know, sitting pretty. But the worst possible thing to happen for the Nats here is 
you, you split against Colorado or something like that, and then or, – or well, first thing would be going to Atlanta and losing, and then also coming home and not getting the job done against Colorado and then getting swept by the Dodgers and the Braves. Yeah. I mean, that, that would not be a pretty situation. Well, overall, so far, I mean, our pitching has been tremendous. So if they can actually you know keep it together and, actually, and, and, and just, just keep pitching the way they are, our starting pitching at least with Anibal Sanchez uh, you know, being lights out, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look for the uh, the games here uh, so far in the last last little bit. Um, see if I can find it on here. But while you're looking for that, let me tell thanks. you real quick the <laughs> Philly schedule coming up. Just it's important to kind of know what Philly's doing. So Philly has four games against LA, the Dodgers at home. Then they've got three games against a not a great Pittsburgh team, two games against a not a great Detroit team, and then three games against Atlanta, two against, uh, and then the San Fran series. So, you know, Philly's got kind of an even schedule coming up, some good teams and some bad teams. So what we can't have happen for the Nats is for Philly to make a, a run at that wild card well, the, or, or overtake the Nats or something like that um, in, in that positioning. So, so here, here yeah. we go to, to round out what I was saying. Sure. Uh, in the last 30 days – yeah, the Nats starting pitchers, the top four pitchers, th- three of them are at 3-0 or below. Max Scherzer is below a 1 in his last five games. Uh, Patrick Corbin is at 1.59 in his last five games. Uh, and then you also look, um, excuse me, at Anibal Sanchez, his last four games, he's at a 3-0. And then Strasburg at a 3.7, uh, which I think he had one bad start in there. Um, but his last few have been pretty pretty good gems as well. But overall, I mean, look at the, these four guys, and they're going out there. And then Voth, he's not pitching that bad uh, as, as like kind of like a filler guy type type role as well. But you're just looking at it, and if they can stay the course and, and keep pitching that well, then you know if they can they can you know string out some wins here with you know uh, like five runs or four runs. They don't have to you know go out there and score seven eight runs uh, to win some of these ball games. So the starters, as they are pitching right now, uh, that's going to be a big catalyst here in the next coming series. Yeah, I think I think the pitching is going to be crucial. And like you said, they've been pitching really, really well. They've been getting the job done. I think uh, I think one of the things is this Baltimore series, and, and in sports it's referred to as like a trap game. Yeah, I could see this Baltimore series being a trap series. Yeah, because the Nats are likely going to throw Voth and maybe Fetty, uh, two guys that you know aren't their aces or anything. They've mm-hmm. been pitching well, but they're not aces. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried. Yeah, I'm a they, little worried. All of a sudden, you see the Orioles come out there and just hit bombs, and they have somehow at Camden Yards, all of a sudden, they, they score 13 runs, and we score yeah. two. Now, the good thing great. Now the good thing is, uh, you know, the, the Orioles don't re- really only have two pitchers, and that one of them they just traded away, and that's Andrew Kashner. He's traded to the Red Sox. And then Means, who is their uh, all-star representative, this, this really good lefty, he will not be pitching in this series. So... The two guys that will be pitching for the Orioles are Wojciechowski, um, who's 0-2 and 6.1. Yeah, it's Adrian Wojciechowski. <laughs> and then uh, it will be uh, Brooks, uh, Aaron Brooks, who is 2-3 and three with a 4.75 ERA. Aaron Brooks, wasn't he a... Uh... Wasn't he the, the quarterback for the the Saints? Yeah, that's actually it's the same guy. It's the same guy. So so two two pitchers that are not very good, uh, which is what's good. his name? Aaron Brooks. Uh, there's been a lot of Aaron Brooks. <laughs> I think I need to look that up. There's also a basketball player named Aaron Brooks. Who did he play for? Uh, I think he was. I don't know. I don't know. I just seen him in NBA 2K. But uh, and then the Wojciechowski is yep, Asher. Aaron Brooks Saints. Told you Asher Wojciechowski. Um, from Hardyville, South Carolina. Aaron so, Brooks. I knew it. 
Oh, man, that's a good pull. Oh, by 6.10 ERA. He's only pitched 10 innings this season. So they're going against a guy that hasn't pitched much at all. Uh, and then uh, and then Aaron Brooks, the this former. This is the situation uh, that you have to go out there and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the former quarterback. Yeah. Um, this is the situation, if, and, and we, we, we really haven't gotten into it today. We're not going to get into it today. But if this is the situation better than anything else, Go out there and play Ryan Zimmerman in these two games. Yeah. You know, if you want to give Matt Adams a break or whatever you want to do, sure. try to get Ryan Zimmerman to hit a ball and not drop pop flies or whatever the heck he's doing. Heck, bring back Jason Worth and give him some innings. And <laughs> do something because this is going to be supposedly batting practice against a former quarterback <laughs> so. and, a, and, a, and, a, and an NBA reporter. So overall, the Nats are going to have a few games here coming up. Uh, we're not going to have an episode next week, so definitely stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be coming back possibly, I think, the 28th or 29th, yeah. depending on when we record this uh, and, and have a little little recap of those series coming up in the most important series to come. So for sure, let's let's really quick dive into yeah, last, the news of last uh, topic here. Yeah, of of, of Darius Geis and yeah. basically. Uh, the news came out that he kind of tweaked his hamstring yesterday. Um, nothing too serious, but they said that he's not going to be ready uh, for the start of training camp, most likely. So how big of an issue is this for you, Ben, and how and how much do you think this is going to impact his progression into the, se- into the season after he had a big torn ACL last year? Yeah, so he himself said, you know, because people were tweeting at him, hey, a lot of people are freaking out. He said for no reason. He tweeted back to them. Um, he's saying that, you know, any report about his, his health is overstating this concern. It's not, it's not a big deal. This is just something that happens, hamstring injuries and that sort of thing. Now, the only issue with that is, and you and I both know this, uh, being f- former athletes uh, back in the day, is hamstring issues are one of those types of issues that can linger. Mm-hmm. You can injure your hamstring and a month later re-injure it pretty easily. And this is a guy who does way more physical activity than you and I have probably done our entire lives as a professional yeah. NFL running back. And so the worry is you've got a guy who's coming back from injury already, um, now having to compensate for a sore hamstring. He may be now, because you know you know this, that when you have an injury, you overcompensate by having to utilize all your other muscles or yeah. bones and things like that. That's, and that's how typically people you know, tear their other ACL. Exactly, because they have they overcompensate and they overuse the other side. Um, so the now this is a, this guy's got professional doctors. He's got all this access to this stuff. But we also kind of know Skins doctors apparently aren't great. Uh, we've uh, not the best. See, you know Trent Williams or you know or whoever was uh, other guys that were criticizing that the whole oh, yeah. uh, doctor situation. So I'm a little worried. I'd say I'm a little worried than not worried at all. Like I'm definitely give me wor- a worry scale from zero, sure. zero to ten. Ten, so, ten being you need to you need to go so go jump off a bridge I'd right s- now. I'd say only only okay. like a three and a half to <laughs> okay. four. I, I'm not over. Scared, but I, I am. It is one of those things, though. Is we have to also remember that in all sports and things like that, that people lie all the time, especially when it comes to injuries. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, Darius Geis, if this was serious, is not going to come out and say this is a serious injury. He's yeah. going to say it's no big deal. Everybody relax. Um, so you can't really trust him in that. Um, but I just feel like it just doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Like yeah. I think it's just a, it's a hamstring tweak. They're going to get him out of action. That's fine with us. We haven't even seen the kid uh, since you know the first yeah. preseason game last year. So uh, having to wait extra longer is not going to really affect us as fans. That I, much. I, I think that the the worry meter for a lot of people out there is ex- exponentially high because of the sole fact that 
yes, he got, he got injured, but I heard a caller on the radio the other day say, oh, I think this guy is going to be the next next Zeke Elliott from what we saw last year. And he said he said from what we saw last year, we saw literally like five carries. Yeah, I don't know how you could make that like, judgment off okay, of that film. Okay, okay buddy. That um, film would be, the film session would be over in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, seriously, it's, it's just funny to me uh, how some people, you know, they have all these these, these opinions out there, but they, they, they feel the need to get on ra- public radio and, and say yeah. that dumb Radio opinion. colors are the yeah. best. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I might panic meter or whatever you want to call it, worry meter is right near yours. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be too too big of an issue, I don't think. I think it's kind of like a Zion Williamson uh, situation. Obviously, if you don't know that reference, uh, basically he got, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of knee-to-knee contact, and he had like a bone bruise, which you can play through easily. It's not – bone bruises, they, they, they suck, but they're not they're not horrible. And you can still play through it. I've, sure. had, I've had many of them before and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's just a situation where, you know, they sat Zion out for the rest of the summer, summer NBA, league, NBA yeah. Summer League, and uh, I think in this situation they're like – just, just you know, why don't you go in the weight room and stuff like exactly. that? Just do what you need to do. Exactly. In the These room. are meaningless games in summer league. You have a whole training camp already yeah. that um, you know it's no big deal to take some time. Like especially in Zion Williamson's situation, where look, like it's I mean, camp doesn't even start for basketball till like October. So yeah. like you know you don't need to worry about that for now. But with guys, I mean. I mean, they said they were going to try to do a, a snap limit with Geis in the first like six games, anyways. Yeah, so so it's it's not a, it's not a, that big of a deal because he's gonna they're going to be leaning on AP to do most of the work, anyways, in the first you know yeah. half of the season. Yeah, they'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about it. If we start hearing more reports about it, then you know we'll, we'll start worrying then. But for now, we'll we'll both kind of hover around a three or four. Um, a lot of fans are way higher on that scale than us. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fans yeah. are freaking yeah. out. Radio and we get it. We get it. As Redskins fans, you know, we we understand. Like it's it's. Uh, uh, this team, uh, you know, the injury bug has bitten this team very badly over the years, and tra- especially with a guy like Geis who just got screwed over by the universe by getting hurt in, in the preseason last year. Oh, yeah. um, so I understand why the worry would be there, but if we all think about it, that's honestly, one of the worst sports feelings in the world. Like I tore, oh, I tore my ACL in tryouts. I already made the team oh. and, I, and I tore it in tryouts. I'm like, I'm already on the team. Why am I even doing this? God, yeah. So it's it's like the worst feeling in the world, and especially in football as a fan, the worst part is when somebody who has a lot of promise gets hurt in preseason and is out for the year. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Football, that just shows you how brutal it is. But It's know. a buzzkill. But anyways, it's episode number 37. Uh, we're probably going to call this the fudge-covered Oreo episode. Yes. Um, but uh, you're going you're to be pretty excited going home with those, aren't so, you? I know. i got to um, avoid eating all of these on the way home. <laughs> so just, hey, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I didn't buy any snacks. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, just toss this out more, the window. More than, more than, yeah, yeah well, well, you got to sneak them in your car first. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that's going to be like a, uh, yeah. that'll be like a, like a after-gym like treat. Oof, it's not bad. I already have cosmic brownies for that. Oh, yeah, I did buy some more cosmic. Did, today. did you eat? Did you, did you eat them that time? Yeah, last time. Yeah, okay, last I mean, time yeah, oh, yeah, no. we, we, yeah, we ate them off the. Air. Yeah, I, I bought it. We went to grocery shopping today. Bought another box. Oh, did you? Um, so I've, I've got some cosmic brownies. Had one with lunch. Oh, did you? Yeah, like my like a side uh, dish. My mom had like uh, some Hostess cup, like baseball cupcakes or whatever. They're like kind of like the Twinkies, but they have the icing and stuff on them and stuff like that. And uh, I went over there the, uh, yesterday, and she's, she's like, hey, you want a sweet treat? And I said, oh, what do you got over there? And all of a sudden, she brought that, and I said, Parents uh, always have the sweet treats, I man. I said, indeed, I'll take one of those. Well, yeah. now they're, well, they're grandparents, so that's uh, Oh, there you go. The good thing. Yeah, my dad used to always have Little Debbie's in the house. I'd go over, there's a Little Debbie, boom, pop that in. Yep. 
Oh man, the no best wonder, part about no, it no is, wonder we're humongous. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about it is is that when you eat those things, you never get full. No. Like that's like the best technology in the world. I don't know whatever they do. They mean they in, in, in inject something in those yeah. brownies or whatever. Yeah. But like you eat those things, you're just like I'm literally as hungry as I just was. Yeah. <laughs> like I I need five more. I just ate air. Like it's yeah. nothing. Uh, but again, this is the episode uh, that we had some food. Uh, obviously, we'll have more food reviews here to come in the summer. But again, episode 37. Definitely check us out on all social media outlets at the DC crossover on twitter at surround 16 for me at the dc crossover for ben he runs the twitter page dc crossover podcast on facebook and definitely check us out dccrossover.com articles uh podcasts everything on there and again again if you want on the go mobile apps apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and google play music for mr simpson i am mr sarone signing off yet again for another episode of the dc crossover check us back in two weeks this is happy fudge covered oreo two weeks off, I guess. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying. There we go. Fudge covered Oreos. Ben's taking a picture of the box because he wants to share it to all of his friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set fire.